Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. The secret. Take him at his word. Matthew chapter 6 verses 31 through 34 says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I want to talk to you about lack. Your list of lacks might be different from mine. In fact, if you ask 10 people to list their three most sincere things that they need, you are bound to get a variety list. But today, let us talk about your basic needs. Food, clothes, money, a spouse, a job, happiness, a house, a car, a promotion, a visa, drinking water, medication. Okay, okay, let me stop and get right to it. There's one thing I want to establish in your mind. God loves you. God cares for you. God wants you to not lack good things. God understands. God provides. Mm -hmm. I heard that chuckle and don't think I don't understand it. I've been there where my need is so great that I literally thought that God has forgot me, that maybe he is punishing me, that it ain't going to happen. So yes, I fully understand that thought. Whatever, man. <laughs> I discovered something. There can be no solution where there is no problem. Ah, <laughs> there cannot be an answer where there is no question. God steps in where there is a lack, and I go further by saying, the bigger the lack, the greater the provision. Let us look over two accounts that you might already know about. <laughs> the Hebrew people who were following Moses to the promised land, they had a problem. They ran out of food, like there was no fast food restaurants, no roadside kitchen to get some homemade food, no farm nearby where they could raid. When you get to this stage of lack, your mind goes back to better days. Those guys, they did not spare Moses their thoughts. Picture one feisty lady going up to Moses. I'm so mad with you for bringing us out here to starve to death. We were slaves back in Egypt, but let me tell you something. There was never a day we didn't have food. Never. We had tons of meat and all the food we wanted. But no, you come up with your deliverance story and this is it. You really don't care about us, do you? You want us to die here in the desert of hunger. It did not occur to her that Moses did not have a secret stash of food for himself either. He was in the same predicament, but God. Don't you know that in the text, God was speaking to that woman who cussed out Moses? Yes, God knew their history and God understood their dilemma. Here's what happened. Not only did they get food in dramatic style, they got it steadily every day. In the evenings, they got quail for meat, and in the morning, they got manna. Where did food come from? From the sky, literally. God now only provided, but he did it in a creative manner, and that was their source of food for 40 years, every day. What were you saying about your lack? 
Oh, sorry, your story is different. Okay, much different from Ruth. When Ruth came back to Bethlehem with Naomi, Ruth was a widow, a young widow, a young, poor widow. Her mother-in-law told her of a Jewish practice, gleaning in the fields. It was harvest season, and don't you know that the harvest would be coming from somebody's property? Well, Naomi knew some things. She told Ruth the strategy, go out to the fields. The farmers, they usually leave some of the crops by the side for poor people to get some food. Go ahead, my daughter. The owner turned up later on the first day and she caught, and she caught his attention. Boaz found out that the stranger was related to his relative Naomi. So as a kind gesture, he went over and he told Ruth, please do not glean from anybody else's field but mine. In fact, I've told my men not to harass you. And when you get thirsty, you can drink from their stored water. Another time we will wade through the details, but the text says not to worry when you are lacking, when you have no food, when you need a husband, when you need a proper home to live. God says, trust me. Over time, Ruth not only got food, but she got the man who owned the farm that she got the food from. You didn't get what I'm saying. God responded to Ruth's lack in such a grand way that Boaz, who owned the big field, fell in love with this foreign widow who was related to his relative, and they got married from rags to riches, from hunger to supply, from widowhood to being married a second time. And this time, Ruth ended up in the history books, my friend. She turns out to be the great-grandmother of King David. How about that? Let me stop there. Jesus made the statement to a large crowd, but I want you to step out of that crowd and hear Jesus speaking to you. Remember I asked you to list your lacks? Well, here's a secret, my friend. Jesus wants that just to be your supplier. He wants not just to be your food bank, your charity house. Jesus wants you to be in relationship with him. There's no ulterior motive here. In fact, you benefit from a relationship with the king. He says, take your mind for a moment from what you need and look at me, the supplier of your need. Chase after me sincerely and let me take care of your needs, every one of them. Trust me, that is why it is said of me, I will supply all your needs based on my unlimited resources. Take God at his word.